Hi folks, this is Jack Spierko with another edition of the Survival Podcast. As always, one man's view of the changing world, the changing times, and the things that we can all do to live a better life if times get tougher, even if they don't. Today is uh, Wednesday, November 20th, 2013, and this is episode 1252 of the Survival Podcast. I've got an interesting one for you today. I have a Dr. Stephen Lewis and his wife Janet Lewis on supplemental support and addressing many of the problems with modern medicine, but not really focusing on the problems, more on the solutions. They're great folks. I'll have them on in just a bit. Before I do that, let's go ahead and take care of our sponsors of the day. Sponsor of the day number one today, SawtoothTactical.com. If you are looking to live that tactical lifestyle, SawTech, that's located and nestled in the Sawtooth Wilderness of Idaho, has everything you need to do just that. A veteran-owned and operated company that has everything you can think of in the tactical world, from Magpul magazines to Maxpedition bags, the awesome titanium spork, and anything else you can come up with if it's tactical, and practical, they've got it. Check them out today at sawtac.com. Next up today, Ready Made Resources, the company that is what it is, says what it is, and then does what it says. All the resources you need, ready made, ready to go. Point, click, and buy, ship directly to your front door with great pricing, great service. Check them out today, readymaderesources.com. Remember, both Sawtooth Tactical and Ready Made Resources have special programs for the member support brigade. So, If uh, you are going to order from either one, make sure you check the benefits section for what they offer to you. Sawtac just does a simple discount. And ready-made resources, if you're ordering, I think, case-sized quantities of Mountain House food, gives you some free silver per case. On that note, I am doing something I don't do very often. I am running a Member Support Brigade Lifetime Membership Sale today. Actually, I'm running it through this week until it either sells out or Monday comes. Um, the way this works is if you sign up as a lifetime member, you are a lifetime member. That means you never have to pay a renewal fee ever again. It's what it says it is, a lifetime membership. Um, it's something I don't do that often. I certainly don't want all my members to be lifetime members because then I wouldn't have like a recurring revenue to the show. Um, but it's something people ask for, so I do it on occasion. Last time I did 20 people. It sold out really fast, like really fast. Um, this time I'm doing 20 again. What's different this time is I figured out how to automate it. So when you go to the site, you can sign up. Uh, there'll be a link in today's show notes for it. Or just scroll down to the post right before today's episode, 1252. And there's a form you fill out. Once you fill it out, you click submit. Please fill it out accurately so I know if you're an existing or a paid member or a new member, and uh, then it'll take you a page to make a payment. You have to use PayPal this time around if you want to be a lifetime member, but you can use like a bank debit card, check card type thing that has got the Visa or MasterCard logo, or a credit card if you use credit cards, um, without becoming a PayPal member to be able to do that. The reason people that are on the renewing membership have to have a PayPal membership is PayPal won't let you use a credit card for a renewable membership. But if you're just buying something one time, they will. So you can use your credit card if you insist on using a credit card uh, to pay for this membership. It's $300, lifetime membership, and uh, there's no discounts or anything like that. That said, if you have joined within the, or, or paid a renewal in the last six months, I will refund you whatever you've paid in over the last six months. That's why it's important that if you're going to be a member, a lifetime member, you fill out the form accurately, telling me you're an existing member, 
So when I go in to convert your account, I will look up your payment history. And if you paid, I already had one guy paid, you know, he paid in August, 50 bucks. So he paid 300 bucks. I sent him $50 straight back. Um, that's the only way I can do it and make it all work out without trying to charge people different rates and doing invoices and it's a big pain in the butt. Um, we are starting our Earthworks workshop this evening. People are starting to show up around four o'clock this afternoon. Um, I will be very busy with that. So if you, if you, you know, order, you may not hear back until Sunday or Monday with here's your new information or whatever. Rest assured, I will take care of you, including refunds for members who have already paid within the last six months. If you've paid within the last seven months, no, I'm not attributing any of your, I mean, that's, there's gotta be a, a cutoff. I think it's pretty fair that if you've paid within the last six months, it does apply uh, to your renewals. And those are the guys that are monthly members. That would be, yes, $5 a month times six months, 30 bucks would apply back. You have to pay the 300 bucks, but then I would send you, you know, as soon as I set up your conversion of your account, I'll just PayPal you back to whatever address the money came from, the 30 bucks. Anyway, with that said, I am ready to get into the main topic of today's show. I hope some of you guys take advantage of the lifetime membership. Since I put it out, I think four of them went in like 10 minutes. So hopefully if you're hearing this on the air, you have time if you want to become a member. And I will tell you that um, those of you who already have heard back from me, you didn't get it, but I'll get it to you sooner or later. Uh, all lifetime members get kind of a special unadvertised bonus. It's not worth any money, but most people that get it seem to like having it. I'll just leave it at that. All right, with that, let's go ahead and get into the uh, main topic of today's show, which, of course, is your health and your nutritional needs, uh, the problems with modern medicine and how you can save a lot of money over time by taking care of yourself today and uh, how you can save a lot of money by not using insurance to get some lab work done that will actually give you real relevant information to what you're supplementing. Um, I, th I find it ironic that a lot of people read about something and say, well, I'm going to go get that, and they start buying all these supplements and taking all these supplements with no knowledge of what they're actually deficient in or what they are actually getting in sufficient quantities already. Um, Dr. Stephen Lewis and his wife Janet run Doctors Nutrition, They, they work a completely different way. They order a full lab workup, a lab workup that would cost over a thousand bucks, cost a couple hundred bucks, um, because they get to stay outside of the insurance realm altogether. They go through that meticulously and they make recommendations both for your lifestyle and for supplements based on that information. Um, they're great folks. I'm glad to have them with me. And they're also, uh, fellow Texans from the Longview area. And with, uh, that, Hey, uh, Dr. Lewis and Janet, welcome to the show, guys. Hey. Our pleasure. Um, I want to just kind of start out with uh, just a little bit about your background before you get into exactly what you're doing. How, how did you guys end up where you are? And I'll leave it between the two of you to decide who takes that one. Uh, probably be my husband first. <laughs> that means she doesn't want to answer that. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm a doctor of chiropractic, and I had a very successful chiropractic practice, but I saw a need. There are so many people that have lost their health and lost their hope, and, and there's something missing in America today, and that's health care. We have the best disease care, the best crisis care and trauma care in the world. I'm convinced of that. But the thing that's missing, in my opinion, is nutrition because our food has changed over the years. Uh, the nutrient level has gone down, plus there's so many genetically modified foods with uh, pesticides and herbicides and things that are actually called endocrine disruptors. And we see more and more people that have lost their hope, lost their will to live, and they just don't know what the answer is. 
So when I talk about what the problems are, I still have a solution, then that's more important. Hmm. That Yeah, and I agree with you completely. I just had kind of a rant on one of my listener feedback shows where I said we really should be calling what we call the healthcare industry in this country, the sickness and illness industry. Absolutely. Because they're very good at treating illness, but I don't see that they're very good at at maybe, you know, actually correcting those causes. So you guys have a system. Could you maybe just give people like the 30-second the elevator version of what makes what you guys do different? How do you guys handle a situation before we get into specifics? Well, because first of all, nobody pays to talk to me, which may make it worth what you pay, but uh, <laughs> we we try to stay very humble and very helpful. Uh, so all the consultations are free, and what we decided to do is do lab work just as inexpensively as possible. And since we don't deal with insurance companies, we don't have to jack up the price knowing they're going to cut it. And we our, our labs are about 90 to 95% discounted versus what you would pay at the other doctor's offices or the hospitals. And so by using lab, you can tell what's going to go on, what the trends are, and you can plug in some of the nutrients or some of the enzymes that are missing to allow your body to become healthy. So instead of you know prescribing that somebody should take a certain supplement because it's good for you, you're actually looking for what's deficient in the individual and addressing that need. Absolutely. Yeah, individual basis instead of just being like Aunt Sue down the road that took something and got better. <laughs> and, you know, if I'm talking to a lady, I will say this, because many of them come in, they've, they've already taken supplements that didn't necessarily work. And, the, and the, I'll say, well, supplements are like men. Some work, some don't, some false advertising, and when you get them home, they don't work, and some of them are actually toxic and harmful to you. Supplements are the same way. I, I completely agree, especially if you're taking something in excess of what you can, uh, your body wants, needs, or can deal with. So what type of health conditions do you generally see at your office? All kinds. Um, we have a lot of women that come in, and you know, my side of the story of this is that I suffered from uh, having a hysterectomy when I was 35 years old, uh, which has just been a few years ago. She still looks 29. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well, I, I've had it for a very long time now, but um, because of going through the medical route, I guess, um, I gained a whole lot of weight. I was depressed. I was tired. I was looking for an answer besides just having more stuff, you know, chunked at me in the form of pills to take and uh, that's kind of how we found doctor's nutrition was because we did the lab and we found out what was wrong and um, I went from being a size 12 which was big for me down to a size 6 again um, so you know I have, we have a lot of women that come in here with hormone problems we have men that have hormone issues the, these uh, ads for low testosterone or testosterone supplements that's because of the endocrine disrupting pesticides on, you know, our plastics and the things that are on our food. Most men do have low T, and it's about half to 75% reduced in the last 50 years. But, we, but fixing that by just taking testosterone, that's generally probably, I mean, you just identified the problem, right? So we have to figure out where that, that problem is coming from. Well, in the medical model, uh, they supplement with testosterone. The problem with that is your testicles don't have anything to do, and they kind of shrink up and go away. And Great. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> All guys love hearing that. <laughs> that's what Janet says to get them hooked. But uh, 
and and they really do. And most men do suffer from low testosterone. Um, We've got guys suffering in their twenties now from it. Yeah. So it's uh, and, and the problem is, it's they give you testosterone and it and it builds it up on blood work, but it doesn't necessarily mean you can use it. Which when we when we run our lab, we run testosterone, but we also run something called free and weekly bound that shows what percentage of that number do you have to use. And, and DHEA. So uh, there was a study out of the Journal of American Medical Association in 2010 that says, well, supplemental testosterone also raises your chance of heart attack and stroke. So my joke to the guys that come in is you might die with a smile on your face, but it might be sooner than you expected. Wow. And, and that just came across the screen about three weeks ago on Good Morning America, and that study was at least three years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys are like opening every can of worms I've, I've ever dumped out on the show, I think, as we just go through the beginning of this, because there is so much like that with this, you know, the, the Band-Aid for the cut formula that I think modern medicine mm-hmm. uses. Right. So if you were deal, I mean, you've got me like 10 different questions I want to ask you now. So <laughs> one, one problem I have with a lot of our younger generation today is that young men aren't standing up as young men. And I know there's some psychological and social components to that, but I never really thought about could some of that be attributable to low testosterone levels uh, due to these nutritional issues? It absolutely is, and it's the pollutants. It's the genetically modified food that our government subsidizes, although our president eats organic food. Uh, there, there's lots of research that says the man's sperm count is down 50% in 50 years, not just the testosterone. And there are research studies that says it causes gender disorientation. Hmm. Little boys are being born with smaller male parts. Little girls are developing their secondary sex characteristics like a menstrual cycle and breast many, many years earlier than they did when I was a child when there wasn't as many chemicals in our environment. I think one of the big things, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but with, with you, what you're saying about young girls there is the RGBH in the milk. I think that's yes. had a tremendously negative effect on uh, normal timeline development for females. That's one of many. You're absolutely right. It's, it's plastics, pesticides, chemicals, things that mimic estrogen. So then you get boys that have you know, bigger breasts than what they had when, you know, when we were growing up. Sure. you got girls sure. that have bigger breasts than what we had when we were growing up. But it's it's making everything different, and it's making the boys less masculine. With the estrogens, is there a, is there an issue? Because you know I'm big into this health and nutrition thing. So soy seems to have a lot of issues as well. Large amounts of soy uh, with 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 uh, plant estrogens. That's right. We we don't ever give soy down here because of that. Okay. Especially uh, for a man, they should never do soy protein. There's mm-hmm. some good supplements that can be isolated from soy. But the thing about it is it has to be non-genetically modified. It has to be organic. And then people say, well, uh, but in Japan and China, soy is good for you. And I say, yes, but it's not genetically modified Roundup Ready Monsanto seeds. (laughs) And they ferment it, and that's why it's good for reduction of breast cancer in Japan and China and some of those other countries. Yeah, there's definitely a huge thing to me with fermented foods and changing many things that are actually toxic to, to, to something that is at least less if not non-toxic. Right. Um, now, you guys do lab works. Uh, so I guess my question for you is you guys are in Longview, Texas. 
Are you only seeing people locally? Do you go over like lab results personally with patients? Can someone have lab results sent to you? Yes. How does that all work? Uh, basically, we can do lab work anywhere in the United States. We use LabCorp that's available throughout anywhere. And um, we have a health questionnaire that's online on our website, so they can fill that out. We can send them to their local lab. Um, then Dr. Lewis calls them and goes over the lab over the phone, and any kind of products that they would uh, come up needing, we, we ship for, um, if it's over $75, it's free shipping. So literally, we can see them anywhere. We're trying to make this affordable so that people can afford to get well is what we're trying to do, because... I don't know about you, but I'm afraid of the high cost of medical care. And I love our medical doctors. They're wonderful people, and they get their hands tied by the insurance companies and the so-called standard of care, which is not necessarily a good standard. They do a good job in those parameters, but their hands are tied. So this is a health care facility, not a disease care facility. Yeah, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I mean, I've always put it this way. If I get in a wreck and I have a yield sign embedded in my spleen, <laughs> please take me to the nearest you know, surgeon, uh, emergency yes. room that you can get me to. But uh, to deal with chronic long-term issues or to prevent them, I've always tried to take the natural approach. Now, you were mentioning some things about different states and all. So we have now what we call the, the, the Non-Affordable Care Act, um, <laughs> and, uh, and there's a lot of new regulations and all. So are there any problems with you consulting with someone in another state? Uh, not so far. Now, we really cannot order lab work in New York, but as far as we know, the other 49 states were cool. We have people that come from California, Minnesota, uh, there's one up in Baltimore, Mississippi, Montana, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So you don't have any, at least yet, any kind of interstate commerce? No. <laughs> because, you, well, and what you're doing is all, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not doing prescription medication at all here. This is all supplements, natural products, vitamins, things like that. Correct. I'm I'm a chiropractor. I believe that nerve supply and nutrition and a good mental attitude will cure most everything. The products we do have here are pharmaceutical grade, however, which means they sure. actually have in it what it says on the bottle, and they're about three to time, three to five times stronger than anything you can buy over the counter. So they actually will move your lab values. So we're so, practicing green medicine. <laughs> what what conditions have you had really positive results with? What are some things that when you know when somebody walks in with it, or you consult with them over the phone, and then you get lab work done? and you see certain things, you know, hey, if we take this approach, we, we have a very, very good track record of success. Well, stress, anxiety, and depression, which is not out of your head. It's out of your GI tract. Uh, low testosterone, is a, it, that's a longer, harder thing to deal with, but that has a gastrointestinal component. Diabetes or insulin resistance that leads to diabetes, we have great results on, depending on what the person's willing to put into it. You know, they, it's reaping and sowing. They're going to you know, get out of it what they put into it. Well, on that note, too, we've also had uh, people come in here that are full-blown diabetics on insulin, and the doctor tells them they will never go back to being normal. And because they've done what we've told them to, their A1C, which is their three-month sugar, is back to normal, and they have to back off or get off their insulin. With their doctor's help, of mm -hmm. course. Sure, ab absolutely. Um, I mean, 
and it is like you're saying what if they're willing to do things i don't think there's anything you can give to a person that's 80 pounds overweight and 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 daily is eating a box of twinkies that's going <laughs> to solve that problem but if they'll get off the twinkies and use the nutritional support along the way um, I believe that most type 2 diabetics are curable. Not, I mean, I've had people jump my case for saying all, um, and, and I'm not a doctor, so I won't say all, but I do believe that most uh, type 2 diabetics can be uh, cured through nutritional adjustment alone. Yeah, most, the type 2 diabetics, when they come in, they've eaten their way into that. So that's something that we help them eat their way back out of and change with nutritional supplements. But see, in the last 50 years, we have, as a society, been taught to eat 6 to 11 uh, servings of grains per day and then high fructose corn syrup, which is the number one uh, bad thing we put in our body, the number one source of calories. Uh, And so 6 to 11 servings of grains per day, that creates insulin resistance, that creates diabetes, and that you know, actually creates all sorts of things, including dementia and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. I'm not sure how you found the show, so I'm not sure how much you know of my personal story, but about three years ago, I was close to 300 pounds. I, I'm Today, I'm right around 200 pounds. Uh, I played high school in football uh, at 190 pounds. Uh, so in my 40s, I'm feeling pretty good about being 10 pounds away from a football weight when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that mainly through taking a, a very paleo-style approach to my nutrition. Right. Um, and that's right in line with what you're saying about this over-consumption uh, of grains and these starches and sugars. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys work with people that are, are, are trying to balance their life with that kind of paleo mindset? Absolutely, and that's what I've been uh, promoting even before paleo became you know the the fad and it's not really a fad it's going to stick around um you know they started demonizing butter in about 1953 and i and, and i got out of school in 1981 and i said no butter is good for you margarine is bad for you fat is good for you if it's the right kind of fat and this low fat mentality in the last you know several decades is killing us it should be high fat but it should be good fat i it's very refreshing to hear that from a professional on the show. I, I do it on occasion as I get folks like you guys on, but everything that we're told in modern society is completely counter to that. Absolutely. And, and I've been saying that forever, and I, what I've tried to explain to people, and again, you're, you're a professional in this world and I'm not, but there's really only three forms of calories we take in daily, and we'll just leave alcohol out of the equation for right now, but it's either going to be a carbohydrate, a protein, or a fat. If I decrease any one and I'm going to have a, a caloric intake anywhere close to what it was before I, I got rid of one, I have to replace it with something else. So if I, if I cut the fat, in most instances, I'm going to up the, the, the carbohydrate, which no matter how you slice it or dice it, ends up being sugar. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's the thing. Now, I'm a chiropractor, and I like being a chiropractor. It's a really cool profession, but I get people that come in, and here's this husband and wife, and the wife's leading the husband, and he may only be 40 or 50 or 60 years old, and they'll say, well, I don't know what's wrong with him. He all of a sudden got depressed, and I said, okay, he's not thinking clearly. You can't get him out of the recliner to do anything, and his sex drive went to heck in a bucket three months ago. She says, how do you know? I said, because you just told me he was put on statin drugs three months ago when the problem started. Hmm. Now, I'm a chiropractor. I'm not going to tell somebody to get off statins. I'm going to educate them. And there's all kinds of books and research articles being written on how harmful statin drugs are because it lowers your cholesterol. 
and therefore you can't repair your brain, which is made up of fat, and then you can't make hormones, testosterone, because you're lowering the fat in your diet. I, I think you're hitting on one of the most dangerous things that human beings are putting in their bodies right now uh, when you talk about statins. Yeah. But that brings up an interesting point. So if you're seeing people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, which it sounds like you are, and that may be a large part of your client base, Yes. because um, generally 22-year-olds don't, you know, they can eat Twinkies every day and feel okay even if they're not. <laughs> uh, not all of them, but a lot of them can get away with it, and they think they're indestructible. But you get a little older, you start to say, hey, I need to take care of myself. Most people in that age bracket, now personally, I'm not. I haven't been on a prescription medication I haven't had a prescription medication of any sort at any of any kind in 20 years, and I, I feel good for it. That's awesome. Um, but most people are on something. So when you get someone like that, do you work around their medications, or do you help them figure out through their physician how to get off of those medications? And are some harder to get off than others? Because I know, like, I had my wife recently had. Um, a, a doctor's appointment with some high blood pressure uh, readings, and I told her, you're anxious right now. You don't like doctors in the first place. It's going to artificially make your blood pressure look higher. And this doctor was like, if it, you were my mom, I would put you on this medication. And I'm, I'm like, honey, I don't think that means that they're right. So she said <laughs> that she was going to you know, make, you know, make sure she'd, she'd kind of stop taking calcium and magnesium, which I think is very important for women in her age bracket. She's going to start taking that again and take her blood pressure three times a day and record it. Well, after a month, she had like two readings over that entire month that were anywhere near elevated. And I'm like, see, you don't need to be on this. Now, my concern for her was if you start taking this, it's very hard to ever get off of that. Well, all drugs deplete you of nutrients, and, and depletion of nutrients is why we get sick in the first place. <laughs> so do we get people off drugs? No, that's not my job. That would be illegal, and that would be stupid. But I tell them, yes, you've got, as this gets better, you're going to have to talk to your doctor. And most doctors are very good, very sincere, very well-intentioned. You just have to watch how they're trained, and your doctor will reduce the dosage as is appropriate. And then there are other drugs that there are some supplements we cannot give a patient because that would be contraindicated based on what kind of, uh, especially antidepressants they're on. Yeah, and that's something that we have, uh, to me, a healthcare catastrophe waiting to happen. Uh, as you may know from the title of my show, we talk about the consequences of failures of systems of support. And my concern for America is having all of these people on these psychotropic drugs that might go at some point a month even without being able to get those medications. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> first of all, a lot of the problems with our mental health is lack of B vitamins, lack of things that create serotonin and dopamine and norepinephrine in the brain. There are so many different things and if you will look at some of the people that go bonkers and do bad things in our society, their own Paxil, Prozac, Ritalin, almost all of them. Now, that doesn't mean the drug caused it, but sometimes it can help push them over the edge. I mean, there have been studies that showed in different schools and different prison systems, if you put them on a cheap, not very good B vitamin, the violence rates go down by 50%. Hmm. Just simple B vitamins. Back to high blood pressure, if you'll entertain that for a moment. It's not always simple, but you have to look at vitamin D levels. You have to look at magnesium because 94% of America is magnesium deficient, and that's what relaxes 
the muscles and the blood vessels to allow your heart to relax and bring that blood pressure down. So usually it's a lack of magnesium, lack of uh, vitamin D, and food allergies, which we're almost always, to some degree, allergic to some of the grains. And the aspirin a day they always try to give you has got uh, the wrong kind of magnesium in it, which makes it work. Well, the the study there was eighty something studies that said aspirin did nothing for heart health. Okay, so bare aspirin in their infinite wisdom said, well, hey, we're all magnesium deficient. We're going to put in 15 milligrams of magnesium oxide. And their study proved that an aspirin a day was good for your heart. And Well, what about the 80-something that says it wasn't? It was the magnesium oxide, and that's not even a good magnesium. But we're so deficient, that 15 milligrams of magnesium oxide made it look like your heart was healthier and did help to some degree. So we just say take your magnesium straight and leave off the the pollutants that go with the aspirin. Well, aspirin depletes other nutrients also. And and I'm not against it when you're hurting. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's another thing that I've become very concerned about its use, and I'd like maybe you could talk a little bit about, if, if you agree anyway, how dangerous they are, uh, are serot- serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SRIs. And, mm-hmm. and they're being prescribed like freaking M&Ms anymore. <laughs> I mean, for everything from pain and fibromyalgia to uh, anxiety to eating disorders, they're throwing SRIs at people. And, and my understanding of that is it basically is going to put a person into a, a state that's very much like what they were trying to avoid over the long term. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, you know, if you're suicidal, I tell people, well, go to a good psych- psychiatrist and, you know, get on your drugs. But... These SSRIs and the other ones, what they do, it's a selective reuptake serotonin inhibitor. What we do, if they're not on that, is give them something that their body can make their own serotonin. Again, this is related to our poor diet in America where our soil is not giving up nutrient-rich fruits and vegetables. And uh, it makes a huge difference. If you put the right fuel in your body... It has a wisdom to work correctly. It wants to get well. It's, we're running on empty in America. How much of all of these modern problems, you know, that link back to nutrition, do you think that, like, the, the, the thing that actually causes the problem in the end is inflammation? It's all, all, of it. all of it's inflammation. I don't care if you're talking Parkinson's, an ingrown toenail, heart attack. It's all inflammation. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, I had Dr. Greg Ellis on, and, and he was talking about all these new autoimmune diseases and higher propensity of older ones and going, it's not like one day our bodies all just decided, hey, let's attack ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that like our bodies have figured out how to run themselves for, for 10,000 years or more, and then all of a sudden in the last 50 years, our bodies have just decided to start attacking themselves. Uh, we're seeing more and more autoimmune diseases. Uh, when we look at a, a lady and says, well, We've run this test, and this is high, so we're going to add on another test. And, oh, I'm sorry, honey, you've got Hashimoto's disease. We can't cure it, but we can stabilize it and make you feel good again. They start crying. I said, did I hurt your feelings? They said, no. I've been fooling with this for 20 years, and nobody ever told me what the problem was. Yeah, thyroid's going up and down. They can't get it regulated. They keep keep giving them medicine for it, trying to get it right. And they, and they a lot of them do have an autoimmune problem in their thyroid. Do you feel that there's a, like a propensity now, too, among modern diagnosticians, like when they can't figure something out, they just give it a label, uh, like fibromyalgia? 
I mean, yeah. Yeah. I've heard people that say, well, I finally got a diagnosis. They said I have fibromyalgia. And I'm like, well, what did they test to determine that? And it's like, well, they eliminated everything else. So it's almost like it's become, and I, I don't mean to you know, piss anybody off that, that's been diagnosed with it. It's going to tell me how real. I'm sure the way you feel is real, Absolutely. but it's just become like, and there's several others that have become this bucket that, like, if we can't figure out what to say, we'll just say this and give you that. Well, that's like the doctors in the old days that say, well, it's just your nerves or it's just a virus, and that's when we don't know what the problem is. And that's why I love being a chiropractor because we work with nerve supply and nutrition, and we give people hope again. Your body wants to get well. It can get well. And, yeah, fibromyalgia is a really terrible thing, and, and they've linked it to chronic viral infections because we don't have much of an immune system, which is out of our GI tract. They've linked it to magnesium deficiency, B, well, B vitamin deficiency, D deficiency, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and read the books that were written 30, 40 years ago about us having a yeast fungus infection in our guts, and most of us do, but what's the common denominator? Besides inflammation, it's called we changed our diet 30, 40, 50 years ago. And we've been over antibiotic. Yeah. So that creates the yeast to grow. I always tell people, you know, they're like, I think I've got yeast. Well, yeah, you, you probably do. If you were a kid and got rounds of antibiotics or an adult, which we seem to see that a lot nowadays, they give you an antibiotic for everything. And I tell you, tell them it's like killing the, uh, putting weeds out in your garden and just letting them grow rampant. And you've got to kill those back down and get the good bacteria in the, in the ground, the good fertilizer and get the gut to do what it's supposed to. It's where a lot of it's coming from. Yeah, I mean, the associate director of the CDC just basically came out and said the era of antibiotics is over. Like, basically, we've ruined it. That we've destroyed, like, this should have lasted, the ability to cure, cure serious infections where it's called for should have lasted for, for centuries, and we've destroyed it in decades. Yeah, because the bacteria and the viruses, they mutate, and they get immune to this, but... People say, well, I've never taken an antibiotic. I said, do you eat meat? They said, yep. I said, you're taking antibiotics. <laughs> it's used in these confined animal feeding operations. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're going down a whole other rabbit hole that we, we, we suffer <laughs> constantly. Um, we stay in the rabbit hole. <laughs> well, you, you, it, 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 here's my, my feeling, and some people call me paranoid for this, but I feel like the, 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 the Food and Drug Administration – uh, is very aptly named because there is a massive connection uh, between food and illness. And that yes. that whole kind of trifecta there, so you've got government with the regulations, but it's the drug companies and the food producers who are writing the regulations, and it, it couldn't be a better match because, and, and again, people say I'm paranoid when I say this, but if I'm Pfizer and I'm trying to grow my market, and I'm in a society that's kind of topped out around 330 million people. And there's also Merck, and there's also all these other drug companies. I can only get so big a piece of the pie. To grow my market, I need more customers. So I need more people to be sick. Mm-hmm. And I've been in corporate America, and I don't care if you're selling Tonka toys or computer test equipment, every quarterly meetings about how are you going to increase market share. And the, the perfect way to increase market share in the, in the, the illness industry is to continue to produce food the way that we're doing. Or you just change the reference intervals on your lab as to what used to be normal is no longer normal. Those references change. Mm. Used to, they'd say 300 on your cholesterol is fine. Then they said, well, hmm, 250 is fine. Now they're saying, well, it has to be under 200. But the lower the cholesterol, 
the higher the dementia, the higher the Alzheimer's, you know, the neurological diseases, the lower your testosterone. So you just change parameters. So, so there's a great one. Okay, so the cholesterol thing has gotten stupid. And, and here's another one of these things that this is what I know from anecdotal stuff and reading. It, a lot of people that are having problems with plaques in their cholesterol, and their cholesterol level is somewhere that you and I would say should be just fine. Right. What they're actually having is since they have these, um, the word I'm looking for is like damage to the inside of their arteries, the, yes. these, uh, the scratches and stuff, the, the, the cholesterol's purpose is to repair damage. So it's adhering yes. there because that's damage. If you took a, a five-year-old kid and gave him a, a, a teaspoon of lard, it wouldn't matter. There's nothing for that, that fat to accumulate on in those things. And you've mentioned several times B vitamins. Now, my understanding is low B vitamin High homocysteine, toxic amino acid, causes these scratches on the arterial walls. And it doesn't matter how low you push your cholesterol level, it's still going to adhere to that damaged area. Well, you're right. Half the people that die of heart attacks have wonderful, beautiful cholesterol. It's a, it's an inflammatory marker. And one of the things we routinely test for in our panel to get started is CRP or C-reactive protein. Now, the Cleveland Clinic, who is probably the best heart institute in America, says uh, CRP is four times more indicative of future heart problems than your cholesterol. So we routinely run the inflammatory marker cardiac specific. And I guess it just still all goes back to nutrition more than anything else. It, it, it's if it, so. How do you advise people? Because I get this all the time. I, I, I'm very paleo. Um, I eat as much free range beef, and you know I grow my own chickens, uh, pastured poultry. And because I live this lifestyle as a podcaster, it's easy for me to do. So it's easy for me to tell other people to do it. There's a lot of people who go. You know, this stuff costs more money. It's harder to find. How do you advise people to get on a better nutritional path without, you know, having their own personal trainer or having their own pastured flock of chickens in the backyard? Well, you know, actually, it's really not usually more expensive. It's that's a perception. You know, organic's going to cost you about thirty or forty percent more, and, and there's a there's a lot of contention in that whether that really has two to several hundred times more nutrients or not, depending on the soil it's grown on. But it doesn't have the pesticides. Um, I was told the other day by a government official, <clears throat> excuse me, that I can't sell my free-range organically fed chicken eggs here in the office. I said, "Great, I'll give them away." She says, "That's fine." You got to be kidding me! <laughs> so our government's protecting us from my organically fed, free-range, happy chickens. Yeah, uh, it's, but, it, 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 I'll tell you another <laughs> too. Um, since we've started, you know, we have a laying flock in addition to our birds we raise for meat and. Uh, you eat eggs like that, you don't ever want an egg from the store again. You're right. And, you know, you said we're opening up a big can of worms. Well, maybe if that's true, we can go fishing and catch some really big fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other thing I've noticed, like, so people say, like, the free-range meat and all costs more money, and it does. A little bit. But since I've started to eat this way, I actually eat less food. Absolutely. Not because I'm like, oh, i got to lose weight or whatever, like... When I first started doing it, I was eating slabs of bacon for breakfast, the whole slab. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, like, it just started to, to kind of kick in, and the furnace kicked in, and started to lose a lot of weight. I got a lot more active. And then I just found myself eating less and less and less food 
to where a lot of times I'll eat something for breakfast. I don't even think about eating until dinner time, and I'm like, oh, I got to eat. And I don't even realize I'm hungry until right. I sit down and put that first bite of food in my mouth, and then it's like, oh, I am hungry. And I think that's just solely based on the fact that the body takes what it needs, and when you're eating lots of food but poor nutritional quality, the, the body's like, give me more, give yeah, me more, yeah. because you're not, mm-hmm. it's not getting what it needs. And it's like, if I can only get 10% of what I need from this, I need 90% more of it to survive. Well, you know, that's very true, and that's that's why we supplement. And uh, it, it's the good supplements, and Janet and I, a lot of times, we'll share a meal, not to be cheap, just because that's all we want. We don't necessarily eat the half of the half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we always tell people you talked about organic costing more it's kind of like going to the gas station and getting the premium gas for your vehicle. It You get more mileage per gallon from it than you do buying the cheaper grade of fuel. And that's the same thing with the with the food. And we've had people that says, well, your stuff was too expensive. And I said, well, number one, you don't pay for my time. Number two, these labs are discounted about 95%. And, oh, now you need a $250,000 heart operation with no insurance. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think that that's something that we kind of glossed over. But you know, your little statement there it, it could not be more true about the chronic problems in our nation. Because you're not using insurance, you don't have to jack up the cost of the lab so that the insurance company can pay twenty percent of the of the build rate. Mm-hmm. And I think people a lot of times can save money in a lot of situations when they don't have insurance. By saying, I'm going to pay cash, and I don't, you know, either make me this rate or I'll go elsewhere, because that that is the case. My wife was a nurse for 20 years, and the, what the, what goes on the bill and what get, gets paid either by private insurance or government insurance is not the same number. Oh, you're absolutely right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's why we, we tell people we can run whatever we want to down here, because we are doing it for cash only, where insurance companies regulate, you know, they tie the doctor's hands as to what they're able to order on a patient because it's what the insurance company allows. And when they come down here, we can run 10 panels for $143, which is about three grand at your doctor's office in lab work. And they're like, well, how are you doing that? I'm like, because we aren't taking insurance. We'll, we'll run whatever we want. We want to we want to be able to see the whole puzzle, not just a piece of it. Well, we had an executive from one of the hospitals here says, well, I'm going to run it down there because, you know, I, I'm a big dog down at the hospital. I said, well, that's fine. This is what we need. And she comes back and says, holy cow, for $143, I could have paid you. It cost me $500 copay on my insurance. Copay. Copay. Yeah, see, and that's a, a, the part of this health care crisis is manufactured so that they can rape Absolutely. village the people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned 143 bucks. So if I walk into your office or I call you up on the phone and say, hey, and I may, maybe I call you and I go, Doc, I'm, I'm not sick. I don't feel bad. I feel pretty good, but I want to make sure I'm optimizing my health. Mm-hmm. You know, is that what you would generally have me go down and get done, or is there – you know, what am I usually looking at as far as lab costs, and what are you usually looking for? I do that, plus testosterone, free and weekly bound testosterone, DHEA, cost you 251 bucks, And, again, that's three or four grand anywhere else. That's a lot of lab. That's a lot of information. And people tell me that all the time. Well, I don't feel this, this, or this. I said, well, but how you feel doesn't get the vote because you can have heart disease or cancer for 20 years, not feel it. And we want you to feel better. And usually the outcome of doctor's nutrition is you start feeling good again. You start feeling like, wow, I'm glad to be alive. But there's things that can sneak up on you that you don't feel. 
Okay, that makes sense. I think the other thing is, how do you know you feel good? Because, like, when I was almost 300 pounds, the danger that I had was I was, like, as good a shape as you can be and it'd be 300 pounds. I could go elk hunting with people and they'd be sucking wind. And you lie to yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. and you don't even know you feel bad until you feel good. So when you start to feel good, then you, re- and then, you know, once in a while you do something stupid like, oh, it's a big old hunk of chicken fried steak. <laughs> and you feel like dog crap the next day, and you realize, I walked around for 10 years feeling this way, and I didn't know I was feeling sick. Well, that's the name of uh, a title of a show. You know, we have our own radio show, and this show is, I can't believe I feel this good when I used to feel this bad. You know, like you were fooling yourself. And we try to have catchy things that people will say, wow, that's really me. Oh, I really did ignore it. Oh, my goodness, my mother died at 40. I don't want to do that and do that to my kids. So it, it, it's a reality shock. It's like, we'll take responsibility, but we take the responsibility of deciding what a person should do. And then all they have to do is the responsibility of, okay, I'll take these supplements. I know they're targeted. Their lab works cheap enough. We can do it again later to check and make sure it's uh, dosed correctly. So, I mean, this is a question I got last week, and you're probably better suited to answer it than I did. I went off on like a 20-minute snap-out session about it. But the the (laughs) question was, why are people so quick to take a statin or take blood pressure medication or or whatever, and and they're so slow to take a lifestyle recommendation? Well, because our society and our government has been training us to think we're entitled to things we didn't work for. But that's a whole different show there, too. (laughs) Another rabbit hole. You know, I, I just tell people, take responsibility. You know, you can lead a man to knowledge, but you can't make him think. Do you find that some <laughs> of your patients are, are, are real hip to take all the nutrient that you recommend like they would a pharmaceutical, but a, a bit slower to, to, you know, cut out certain things from their diet or get a little more active? Or Absolutely. We support Bluebell ice cream here, but I can't eat it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking like a true Texan there. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, Bluebell's some good stuff, but you, yeah, you can't eat that stuff every day. Um, now, you mentioned you have a radio show. Is that like what I do where it's online, or is it on the radio itself, or both? It's an AM station out of uh, Tyler, Texas. It's uh, KTVB, but they do have a an app that you can put on your smartphone and listen anywhere also. Um, we Our show is on once a week at 8 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. So we do an hour hour long show and try to educate people on different topics. So if they find something they're interested in, they can listen. Could you say the radio station again one more time? I'll make sure I get it into the show notes for people as well. It's KTBB. In and it's out of Tyler. Out of Tyler, Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So someone's heard what you guys are talking about today, and they're like, you know, I think maybe these folks can can help me out. How would they get started? How would they get in touch with you? And 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 you know what kind of happens after that? Uh, well, they're kind of shocked because they've called. We've had people call down here, and Dr. Lewis or myself will answer the phone, and they're like, "Oh my God, you answer your own phone!" I'm like, "Yeah, we're here to help you." <laughs> so, you might uh, not get us, but it's okay if you do. <laughs> yeah, uh, they. We've got a toll-free number that's eight seven seven six six three one zero zero eight, and they can call us. Um, they can go onto our website that's uh, doctorsnutrition.org, and it's D R S for doctors. And then nutrition all, all together. dot org. Um, they can look around on there. Our products are online. If they want to uh, just purchase something, they can do that. If they want to fill out the health questionnaire, 
not knowing what you know needs to happen as far as lab work. We have a couple of different panels that we recommend. We've got a weight loss panel, um, a weight loss slash stress panel for a hundred and fifty dollars, and then we've got the ten basic lab panels that are one hundred and forty three dollars. Um, they can fill out the health questionnaire. It comes right to our email, and uh, Dr. Lewis or myself will call them and talk to them, and we'll help determine which way to go, which, whatever's best for them. Um, they can also fax us lab work. Um, if it's in the last three months, it's still good. If it's over three months, it's old old news. And our fax is 903-663-1036. So different ways you can get hold of us. We're on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, Doctors Nutrition of East Texas. Okay, and I'll make sure I have links to your site and to your uh, to your Facebook then as well in the show notes for today's show. You mentioned something there that we really didn't talk about uh, today. Maybe we could just hit it a little bit before we finish up here on weight loss. Now, people always say weight loss is calories and calories in and calories out, and to a degree that's true. But I've seen people that eat relatively healthy. Now, they may not be on all organic or all homegrown or all locally produced or all free range, but any nutritionist would look at it and go, that's pretty reasonable. And and they're doing a good job of mining their calorie count, mm-hmm. and they're exercising. Mm-hmm. And they don't lose any weight, or they lose like a pound or two, or they lose like five pounds and then they stick. Have you guys found success with people like that? Because, I mean, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, we get a lot of people in here like that. Yes, we have. Um, and the difference is because when we run the lab work, we can ju- generally see where it's coming from. Um, many times we find people that have underlying viruses that they did not know they had. And um, you know, we'll tell us it's really common sense. If the body is sick and trying to get well, it's not going to lose weight. And people don't know they're sick because it hasn't turned in some, to some full-blown disease or infection. But it's been laying there nagging on their immune system and they can't lose weight. Their thyroids are not optimal. Um, the the references on these thyroids include all the Walmartians, you know the people the people of Walmart that's on the internet. It includes all those people too. So these ranges are way too broad. We're talking about optimal ranges. Yeah, that that yeah. thyroid is in a range of like zero point four five to a four point five zero. That's a huge difference. And mm-hmm. it, the the lower that we get the thyroid number, we run a free T3 also because most doctors just run a TSH, which is not your thyroid. That's a thyroid-stimulating hormone that's just telling you how the brain's getting the signal. We actually want to see what the thyroid's doing with it once it has it. And we make we can uh, we have products in here that actually will speed the thyroid up and make your metabolism run faster. And it could be the bacteria in your gut is not right because the bacteria in an obese person is different than a bacteria in a, a slimmer, healthier person. On, on that weight loss panel, there's also something called cortisol because uh, that's got to do with stress. Adrenal glands. Mm-hmm. And if their cortisol is high, they're not going to lose weight, which those type people won't don't want to sleep at night. They're up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. They're not getting eight hours of sleep because they can't go to sleep. They fill out our health questionnaire at 2 in the morning. We know part of the problem. (laughs) We always run cortisol. (laughs) Yeah. Now, here's a question, and and there's a lot of women mad about this because it does seem to be the case. The person I just described, in my experience, has been about five times more likely to be a female than a male that has that sticking issue with weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Men do have it too, but most men that, that, that get on a good nutrition program and exercise 
We'll lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know, we can like stop eating two slices of bread a day and lose weight. Women seem to get stuck with this more. Is it because there's more going on hormonally for a woman yes. that, that they're more pro, pre, you know, predisposed to this problem? They also have low testosterone and, and they have a lowered sex drive too. So women need testosterone not just for sex drive, but they need it so they can lose weight and have energy and have the mental stamina to get up in the morning and say, oh, yes, sir, I'm ready to roll. Well, so it's hormonal. It, it's the estrogens. Again, you know, it, it goes all the way back to whenever that woman is a young teenager and she's having long, horrible menstrual cycles as a child, you know, and and they never get corrected. Many times they're put on birth control pills to try to regulate it, yeah. filled with estrogen. And so you just keep having this vicious cycle as they get older and older. Well, they start getting thicker through the uh, back area than what they used to be. Their shirts don't fit like they used to. They're thicker through the hips, and that's because the body is taking that extra estrogen that's turning into fat and storing it where it thinks it's safe. So then the woman can't lose weight no matter what she does. So we we actually have a product in here that goes back in there and gobbles up that bad estrogen, gets oh, her shape back. That's huge because that also is probably why... We have women going into premenopause mm-hmm. earlier, being in menopause longer, having more problems. You know, the, the lady that you see that just is cooking off four times a day from hot flashes. Yeah. That's probably because when you when you look back at history, you don't a lot of these things that we see today that we just take as well. That's what normally happens to a person at age. You just don't see it written much about. Or I mean, sure, there's a natural process where some of that occurs. But to the levels, the numbers, and the longevity, this stuff just doesn't seem to jive with historical fact. You're absolutely right. And, you know, a lot of things that people don't realize is it's called obscenogens. It's like uh, toxins that your body doesn't want to let go of. And it's these toxins, and we've been writing about them for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. So once you start detoxing the body, and I hate these infomercials because they'll say, this is this will cure it all. No, it won't. You need to tox. You need to detoxify very slowly with somebody who knows what they're doing because it may be your kidneys, it may be your colon, maybe your liver. You need to do that slowly. I've seen people kill themselves, you know, by googling on the internet and going on a detoxification program. I was just going to ask you about that. I, I I've definitely seen evidence that a lot of times when people start to detoxify. Things get worse before they get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll clog up the sewer and all kinds of other things if you do it too much too fast. Your body can't handle it. But the other part is that you know they've got really poor digestion. These you know we're talking about the people that can't lose weight and don't know why. Uh, we'll run their lab and see they're not assimilating what they're even eating, so they're passing it through without getting the proper nutrients out of it. So the body's depleted and they don't even realize that it is. And many times these same people get put on. Uh, the little purple pill and things like that to help with antacid, belching gas, you know, bloated type problems. And it's really a digestive disorder that when we give them the right enzyme, it helps them break their foods down better and helps them get healthier again. So that's got to do with weight loss also. Yeah, I kind of look at it like, you know, my background was as a mechanic. And you bring your car in and you want me to service it and change the oil. Well, if I just change the oil and don't change the filter, Right. It will help some, mm-hmm. but sooner or later, that filter will clog and the whole system will shut down. Exactly. I can only get away with that for so long. So I've got I've got to work on the filter and, and, and the oil itself. And the human body is much more resilient than an automobile. We're mm-hmm. not designed to wear out. I, I feel the way that they tell us we are. Um, 
But if we have a, a fundamental mechanical issue and all we do is add, you know, clean oil, or in this case, you know, reduce the acid production, we actually make the problem worse, not better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite stories, for especially women, thin women, that'll come in here, they'll say, I can't lose weight. I'll ask them, well, how many meals a day are you eating? Well, I'm eating three. Well, how many bowel movements a day are you having? One, maybe, one, maybe every other day. So they get my train story. I tell them, <laughs> you got you got three trains going through a tunnel. How many would you expect to see come out on the other side? And they're like, well, I, I guess three. Well, if you're eating three meals a day and you're passing one, where are the other two? Yeah. So all that's being leached out back into the body, and the body's reabsorbing the toxic load. So that's another reason they can't lose the weight. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you're, you're speechless. <laughs> so you thin women, and I think we have a lot of women out there. The problem, I'm just going to say this is a public service announcement for some of you ladies. The problem you have and the reason you can't lose weight, some of you, is you don't need to. And I ain't met a woman in the world yet don't call herself fat at least five times a week. Mm-hmm. And some of that's a self-image thing uh, yeah, there. Absolutely. But for the people stuck with it, I think that, you know, addressing this at a deeper level like you guys are talking about can really be helpful. Right. Well, that's that's why we take the guesswork out so that you're not having to go, well, I don't know why. We'll know why when we're done. Bringing this back here at the end to a little bit of a preparedness standpoint, I kind of like to hear from each of your thoughts on this. We do talk about, you know, having to deal with long-term possibilities of the systems of support that we depend on not being available. It might seem self-evident, but could I get in conclusion each of your thoughts on, you know, why doing this now may be one of the best things in the world you could do from not just a, a lifestyle standpoint, but from a preparedness standpoint. Because as America gets sicker and fatter as a nation and our health care gets less and less, we're not having health care. You better take care of yourself because you're not going to have someone down the road that's going to be able to do it for you. And if we've got to run because things are coming at us, you better be healthy enough to run <laughs> or, <laughs> or fight back. <laughs> or shoot. <laughs> uh, I, I think the reason I do it is because when I was 15, my daddy died at 53, and they said, well, we probably gave him too much cortisone and made him have a heart attack. And it was pretty tough seeing a mother that was left there with four kids at home and one in college with a daddy that died early. And that, that was really, really tough. But on the other hand, I know the blessings of having a mother. She's 91 now, and we put off dementia. We made her bones less brittle. We've made her so much healthier. She was sick in her 60s, and now she was healthy as heck into her late 80s. I know the blessings of what a long life can be and what that can mean to your family. Well, thank you, and I appreciate having both of you guys on today. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. It was our pleasure. Thank you for inviting us. All right, folks, and with that, this has been Jack Spierko today along with Dr. and Janet Lewis, helping you figure out how to live that better life if times get tough or even if they don't.
Revolution.